Gotta get back to Hogwarts. Gotta get back to school. Gotta get back and finish Hogwarts. Has twisted his Once magic cool. Not a twisted and Oregon trail. Here we go. I already gave up. Welcome. What do you think of the musicals? You'll know. Why did you get had an extra I don't. It's hard to come up with lyrics on the spot. And we're not Wayne Brady, okay? Speaking of spot, <laughs> it's time for Star Kids Spotlight, with where these three wonderful people will talk about the Star Kid musicals. Wait, we don't have a guest here today. Three wonderful people. <laughs> I would be an exclusionary anyway. <laughs> okay, I'm anyway. I. I'm random bystander here. I'm the wash. And okay is wonderful. Oh, oh, we'll get Aww. to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to them. <laughs> we'll get to all the aww moments. There's a lot of them. <laughs> uh, but one in particular that I know you guys are going to reference. So, um, a very Potter senior year. This is an interesting one, and it's technically not even a full production. This is actually no. just a staged reading, which is different because most stage readings just like, well, people will have a script in hand and sometimes not even be in costume. Like a lot of stage readings that I've been into in the past, usually people would wear just like casual clothes and maybe something like a hat or something to signify the a character. One, the one I've been to, like there wasn't even, it was, it was actors sitting in a row of chairs. Yeah, we didn't have the script together. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was expecting from this when I found out it was just a reading. That's a Yeah, I was, I was about to, like, especially because this is at uh, LeakyCon, which is apparently, like, a big Harry Potter convention. Like, I was expecting, like, a panel. Yeah, um, that's, that's I, actually a table read. There is a difference between okay. the two. Okay, fair enough. Um, but with this stage reading, they actually went all out. Like, they got people in costumes and, like, they went all out in the performance. Um, a lot of people had scripts in hand, but some people didn't. <laughs> so, oh, well, yeah, well, I noticed. I noticed. Were, it, it seemed like some of them were able to, uh, like for for um uh Joey Richter. Yes, <laughs> Joey Richter, because there's two Joes in here. Yeah, um, for Joey three. Oh God, uh, for Joey with. But Joey Richer, like the he had a song where it just seemed like he knew the whole damn thing. And good for um, him. Yeah, yeah, good for him because it actually uh works quite well for the for the emotion and works quite well for the for the comedy of it. It's actually yes. it's a really solid song album. It is. I'm, I'm, unlike Holy Musical Batman, I'm liking the songs again. Thanks <laughs> to AJ Holmes and crew. And Darren Chris and a bunch of people, a bunch of people made songs. Uh, for this Darren one. Chris is not credited for this for the uh, the music yeah, in this I one. Yeah, I think but I th they. It was a special thanks, and I'm assuming that's for stuff like uh, going back to Hogwarts, where it's yeah. like a callback. Yeah, yeah, they're like all the different songs that that Darren Chris uh, performed in the wrote in the first one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. so experiences with this again. This is your first time watching this musical. Correct. Uh, I actually, I have a storied history with this. Oh. I watched Harry Potter musical, and then I watched a Harry Potter <laughs> sequel. <laughs> and now they're watching the trilogy. Um, yep, it is. Uh, it is. This is. It's just like Cars. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's like the, now I'm thinking back to like like Rant is saying you can't have a trilogy without three movies. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mean, think of a better way to describe Cars Three though. You can't. You can't. You really can't. <laughs> um. So I don't remember too much about this one. I think this was at the point where I was just like, Holy Musical Batman just made me go from like obsessed Starkest fan and be like, Oh, they're okay. I'll watch them whenever they're on. And then I just remembered um, it one day popping up and be like, they made, they made it, they, they, another one? What? Because, like, I didn't think they would be able to make another one. At least chronologically forward. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, this is the, the, ironically, pre- sequel is the prequel. This is the sequel. This is the technically sequel. Yeah. Although there's some time traveling elements in the second one, in, in the sequel, so. Arguably. Anyway, um, it's just, and I just remember watching and being like, oh, this is going to be a way to conclude it, because this has to be the end, right? And I, I watched it. I was happy to see everybody again, see Darren Chris back as, um, as Harry Potter, see most of the returning cast back, uh, with some exceptions. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of exceptions. We'll talk about that. And yeah. I remember at the time, like, I didn't read the books for Harry Potter. The movies, while I feel they were great, I didn't feel like this is the end of Harry Potter for me. This is, I'm done with it now. I didn't really feel that with this. I remember as a kid, or like when I watched this musical, because it came out like 2014, 2015, right? Uh, th- this one came out in 2013. 20, 2013. 2013, oh wow. So like yeah. just when I was in college, when we were in college. And I just remember being like, okay, watching this and feeling like, I'm good with Harry Potter now. It's done. <laughs> and I meant not in a bad way. Like, it's finished. It's, it's like, it's wrapped up neatly in a bow. Like, like Cars 3. A lot of this musical is about wrapping up Harry Potter. Like, the, yes. the second act especially is, like, really explicit about, like, moving on. Like, they have a whole uh, thing about uh, uh, the replacing Spider-Man. <laughs> and like like Dan Walker suddenly defending Spider Man three like <laughs> Sam Raimi did the best he could. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead, uh, to, to no, continue. That's pretty much it. Like I just thought it was a great way to end it. I probably was a pride knowing my luck, especially near the end, um, because it was just emotional. Because this was like not only um, saying goodbye to Harry Potter, but also like. Star Kid's kind of moving on in an era with, and also Darren saying goodbye to Star Kid because he's moving on. He moved on to bigger and better things. This truly was like a turning point. Like, uh, like it, it, the, I guess because like the first turning point uh, really was a uh, uh, starship. Yeah, but this is the this is the actual end of an era. Um, moving on uh, 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 from the from high school college buddies. And now you're an actual production. They had they brought back a lot of the original cast as much as they could. Not everyone, but you definitely can tell like they're just doing this just to wrap loose ends of, of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. just to like the, say goodbye to it. They they brought back people that had no involvement in Harry Potter, like uh, yeah. uh, the guy the guy who played Sweet Tooth. I'm uh, pretty sure makes uh, a cameo. Oh yeah, he's in it. He's in it. All right, we'll talk about yeah. him later. 
Um, they, I also found out that they were almost gonna bring in um, uh, Vanessa from Me and My Gumshoe, but she couldn't make it for for for, uh, for personal reasons. Yeah. Um, there's a couple people who didn't make it, and I'm like, and oh. and uh, Crab, Crab, Crab just dies off screen, and that was all they. Yeah, because they couldn't, because the actress couldn't make it. Um, there's yeah, one other person that. who's really noticeable that I want to talk about, but we'll get there when we get there. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot uh, about yeah. that. We'll get there when uh, we get the there. The one that we all kind of noticed right away. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yes. The, the, oh, yes. The, right, right off the bat, they even made a joke about like how people will, will, uh, will come to accept me as a replacement or yeah. whatever the line was. Pretty much. Pretty much. We'll get there. Um, but that's my experience with the film. And I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was just a nice way to wrap it all up at the time. Do I think that now? Let's find out. All right. Um, what else? Plot what, what is the plot? Yes. What is the plot? Do you want? Of... Do you want me to do it? I haven't done it in a while. Or you do it if you want to. Um. Do you want to do it for I, Twisted? Because you can do it for the next two. It's. Fine. I want to do it for Twisted. So go ahead. So do dude. both. So do both. It's okay. Fine. Yeah, fine, fine. I'll do it. Um. So it takes place in Harry Potter's senior year, and um. And Harry Potter's going through his last year of Hogwarts, and Gilderoy Lockhart comes in and tells him, like, hey, you're not that cool. And Harry, Harry Potter is just wait, wait, is wait, wait, over wait. now. Who's Gilderoy Lockhart? You just said that name. You didn't find okay. it. Maybe I, I haven't done this in a while. Uh, so Gilderoy <laughs> Lockhart, a famous author of many different books who are very familiar to people in the human world, um, yeah. are... Uh, is now the defense against the dark arts teacher, and he t- and he basically upstages Harry and tells him that Harry Harry is an old hat, and that he's not cool anymore. And there's a new there's a new people in town. Come on, Harry, you're old school. You're move. People are moving on from Harry Potter, and Harry Potter just desperately tries to regain his status back by like, mm-hmm. and and the whole play a is him trying to like be cool again while also trying to figure out the mysteries between with the chamber of secrets and what's going on there so we're getting elements from the second book which uh is basically yeah we're getting elements from harry potter and a chamber of secrets which is a a snake layer <laughs> that, that's right yes and we, uh, that and we also see elements of tom riddle aka lord voldemort and we get more of his backstory as well and it's just a mix of all that together and, like, Harry trying to figure out how to de- deal with Harry Potter ending and what that means for him. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. That's the whole shebang. Yeah. The whole theme is about just, like, everything ends and that's okay. That's pretty much the theme of Harry Potter senior year. There's literally a song about, like, every, everything Literally ending. called Everything Ends. Yeah. Um, where should we start? I mean, because... So before we start, I just want to say one thing. This is more fitting than we thought to follow up Edgar Wright with, because this, that plot synopsis, moving on, that's like all of The World's End. I was, yeah. th- it was actually, I was thinking of The World's End a lot while watching this. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. There were a lot more similar, I mean, not the, I didn't go in expecting any similarities, you know, I wasn't expecting <laughs> the World's End 2.0. Yes, the World's but, End Harry Potter edition. <laughs> but, you know, the more that I watched it, the more I was like, oh, wow, you know, these, 
they're sending they're sending the same message and they're doing it in a way that's not that different. Yeah. Yeah, because like it's uh like when did the uh did the first did the very first like uh very Potter musical was that two thousand nine? I think so. Yeah, somewhere between, so, it was somewhere between 2008 and 2010, 100%. Yeah. Right. So, oh, I want to oh say God, 2009. Yeah. I want to uh, say so too. Yeah. So, like, by, by that point, like, yeah, everybody's like, I'm, I'm almost certain that, that by this point, everybody has graduated. And, and, and now it's just kind of this uh, mid midlife crisis of just realizing. Whereas, like, World's End was an astral midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> this is mid-mid, and it's just kind of just reckoning with the big change that this, like, uh, this, this, and I, I, I found out that they, they wrote this, like, immediately after, because Random was saying earlier, how the hell do you, do you uh, follow up from that, um, from sequel? But it turned out that they already uh, ha- were working on this right out the sequel, and they just kind of like kept it in the in a box, I guess, because it was like, well, there's just no chance with with a with a production as big as this. Oh and yeah, there were a, it was big. It so literally had many like st- all, he even had some like star kids only appeared in like one production, like um the girl yeah. from Me and My Gumshoe, um the guy with the like bushy hair from holy musical batman <laughs> and like uh brant cox <laughs> it's nice to see them again but at the same time it's just like it's a huge production so is there's no way they can get this many Disney people in for production it was so big that i didn't even realize that there was a harry potter there's a, there's an actual harry potter actor yes that's the thing. You see her right from the beginning. The actual actress from Luna Love, uh, actress of Luna Lovegood, makes a cameo yeah. in this. I saw her. And it's like, oh, okay. I, she looks kind. Of, wait, yeah, wait. she looks kind of like Luna Lovegood, I guess. And then it felt like I already finished. Really? Yeah, that was why they were cheering her when uh when she entered the screen. Not, I thought they were cheering her just because. Oh my God, we finally get to see Luna Love Lovegood. But in this case. That is Luna Lovegood. That is her. She is like, they actually got her to like play the role, and I'm not sure wow. if this was a plan thing or like. I just, I, I thought, I, I don't, I don't want to sound mean, but I thought she was like the worst actress out of all. Yes, <laughs> I think I think she wasn't prepared like at all. No, I don't think I, so. I, I don't think I, so. I, she, I, the she's thing is, her notes a lot. She's she's great actress. Bless her heart. She's very. She seems very sweet. And she looks like she was having a fun time, but it looks like they were just like maybe got her last minute and just gave her the script yeah. and be like, just do your best. And you, you, you stay, you stay. Uh, she had a good time, but I can't be the only one who noticed that. Like at the very end, when they were doing the teary goodbye to Dan Chris, like they got to uh, Ivana Lynch, the uh, the actor, and she just kind of she just kind of like waved a bit and then slinked away. Yeah, like when when I saw that, I was like, "Do they have like bad blood or something? What happened? Why aren't they hugging?" This, but then, then I, don't I realized, know, "Oh, because like for her, it's extremely I don't, awkward." I don't. I think maybe I don't know. I don't know. But I, she, I think she just thought it was awkward. That's why. <laughs> that it was like like everybody's having a teary reunion. She was part of this like, like heartfelt moment with Starkid, and yeah. she's just a guest performer. Yeah, she, yeah, she's, she's just a cameo, and she's just here because she happened to be 
at the convention and they said, hey, do you want to, we, we need, we could use the space for, for her, for, for Luna Lovegood. You are Luna Lovegood, so would you like to give it a start? Because, I don't know, if, if she said no, she's not, she's not very hard to replace. She's barely had any yeah. role. <laughs> um, yeah, she was mostly in the beginning, had a few lines of, like, her smoking a joint and, like, a few other things. And that, and just, like, the, I think the goal thing with Luna Lovegood is just, like, oh, this sweet little girl who is, like, very soft-spoken and proper in the movies, we're gonna have her smoke a joint and just, I, like, I uh, and and say dark things about killing people. <laughs> I guess. Which, if you watch the movies, is hysterical, because you do know her as just, like, this weird, soft-spoken character. And it's, like... I mean, I do remember her as, like, the weird, weird character. Um, it was just that, like... I think I was I was also just kind of annoyed with with almost everything about this. Like up until like the okay the second act won me over kind of. There's there's a part that was like where it lost me all over again. But when when Harry Potter stopped acting like a complete dick, then I was getting into it. But the first yeah 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 are we are we gonna talk about Harry now? Yeah. Let's talk about Harry Potter okay. and how and so how the world's end. The world's end. Let's talk about that movie, right? I was gonna say let's talk about Cars Three and how Lightning McQueen didn't change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's actually that's a good point too. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's like a Gary King thing because everybody loves him for no reason. Well, I mean, in Gary King's case, nobody loves him, but like he thinks he does. Here, it's Gary King if they actually fed into him. Yeah, yeah, because he was like so dickish. It's so annoying because of sequel, not even because of musical. It's just so annoying because of sequel. Like, we see that he didn't start out as a jerk. He actually knows. Yeah. Like, he knows humility. He knows this stuff. But it's gone. It's like, what? <laughs> what he used to be? It's just gone. Yeah, I mean, he unlearned to, it in the I first mean, musical. To be, fair, to be fair, even the characters call out how mean he is at points. So at least no, but no, but that's that's wrong because at the beginning of Act Two, Ron has this impassioned speech about how oh you're all so ungrateful. Harry Potter saved your life, and you're not being grateful. How dare you? Like they they were they they weren't calling him out for being a jerk. They were they were just saying that he was lame. Yeah, that was. And that at was the beginning it. of Act One, everybody loved him. It wasn't until what's his name showed up and was like, he's yesterday's news. That yeah, they were all like was... you know, maybe this guy's hot, so let's agree with him. <laughs> um, it, it was it was so tiring I, to I, see this all over again it, and for two hours. Two hours. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. I, I and it know. didn't help that every single time Harry Potter sp- spoke, it sounded like an OBS recording. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell that was going on with his microphone. Yeah, yeah like the audio. I, I thought this about Holy Musical Batman too, but generally, you know, the the audio got better with Starship. There was just yeah. a problem with like people speaking or singing over for each other. Minor, mm-hmm. I can handle it. Holy Musical Batman, it got better. It was like, okay, all right, you know, we're good. Nowhere, nowhere to go but up. And then here, everybody else's is fine. Yeah, it's just Aaron <laughs> Chris's. Apparently, one mic was broken. The problem is they gave it to the leading man. Yeah. <laughs> Why not just switch mics with like I don't know. I don't think they ever found I out. I don't think yeah, they I, I could because Darren Chris was on like literally most of the whole show. 
Well, that's the it's like I I was expecting that they that there would be like an intermission where they like they'd be like, oh shit, we, we gotta we gotta fix the mic thing. Like like we we can't hear Darren Chris. We have to use the camera audio. <laughs> so because that's what happens. It, you can hear like it's like every time it switches back, it's just like I, I, it's suddenly like like you can hear like the speaker feedback. That's how bad it was. What if it was broken <laughs> and it just didn't? And I didn't have any more. <laughs> I think it was broken. It I, because like you can see the microphone, but it's, like there were big characters that you can hear more clearly than Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Darren Chris didn't bother me that much, and probably because I knew what was gonna happen in Act Two, where I was like, okay, it makes him slightly more redeemable. But there were points where I'm just like, come on, man. Like when he broke up with Ginny, I was like. Why? You're doing this for plot. I know why, but why? Yeah, it was that that yeah, was can we like talk uh, about when we talk about when this 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 annoyed the hell out of me. It has it, it it's about Harry, it's not Darren Chris specifically, but you know, he's trying to win everybody over after I I forget his name, calls him out and he takes out the guitar and he's like, uh Hermione's Hermione can't draw Hermione can't draw, Hermione can't draw. Oh, and yeah. someone's like, you can't say that. It's rude and offensive. And I'm like, are you calling people out for saying that? <laughs> <laughs> like, hello. I like think the, they're, they're, I, okay, No, no, so no. I, the way that she said it was rude and offensive. Yeah. I think like, that's honestly, not, that's not, oh, this is a character being like, oh, you know, the original has an H so well. Let's poke fun at it. It's actually like, shut up detractors. Like, oh, yeah, that, that's true. That's true. That yeah. That, 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 it's, like, a double it's like it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be so bad if they weren't right. Like yes, it is rude <laughs> and offensive. It doesn't hold up. But I think that's what they were maybe going for. But also, the the the, the joke was just didn't was dumb. Like nobody was even. I think it was like yeah, oh nobody laughed. It was just like oh yeah, reference. Like the only the only the only reactions you really heard are people being like oh yeah that thing from the first one. Yeah one. yeah. They're, they're like oh we get the we're back to this. Everybody's saying no. You suck. I, I, I mean, granted, like, they complete. I, I, I don't think there was really any point. Oh, except for the teacher. Because I was going to say there's no, there's no real point where they, they're, like, abusing uh, uh, Hermione. Uh, but there, there is this, this stuff with the teacher, which I won't we'll get to talk that. about. I'll talk about that. Um, um, we're, we're jumping all over the place again, which is what we kind of <laughs> tend to do. With these musicals, <laughs> um, which I don't mind, I kind of well, like well for for what it's for what it's worth, uh, I, I can at least say that uh, I think my least favorite thing about it was Harry. I'm pretty, I, I think I could say that with relative confidence. I I don't know. I mean, there's other things that I didn't like about it, but I think if I had to pick like a core problem that it's just like you have to like completely rework, I, I would say Harry. I don't think he's that bad, but maybe I'm just like used to it at this point, and also nostalgia. So <laughs> I don't. I hate nostalgia as an excuse, but that, that's a different topic. That's a different topic. No, for a different I, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that it makes it right, but I'm just saying that's why I probably don't mind it as much. Um, granted, that doesn't make it right, but and it's still if it's a problem, it's a problem. It just it doesn't affect me personally that much, um, mm. because I just I think I'm just used to it. And it, it did get to points where I was like, "Come on, man, Harry, stop!" But because like. And like, because there, it made me actually sympathize with more characters than I thought I would. Like, there was a point, um, 
I want to talk about... You know what? No, screw it. Dra I, I sympathize with Draco a lot in this. Because Draco was actually nice in this one most of the time. Yeah, and it's like... The breaking point for Draco... Which, this is important. The breaking point for Draco is when Harry... Like, you know, everybody is against Harry. The only person on his side is Draco. And Harry just delivers, like, the worst insult to Draco. And that's just... Like, that's it. You know, the one person oh. who's so desperate for a friend, you just you just lost it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, wow. Uh, I'm glad Draco became best boy, or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just realized that, that uh, I guess we, if we're talking about Draco, Draco barely did any of the, um, the quote, dancing. Yeah, the that, that he like, doing. like laying around. And they also barely mentioned the diaper thing. Like, they made one joke yeah, about they it. Made, like, they made a nod at it early on, and I'm like, oh, great, here we go again. And then and that then was it. it. That was that it. That was it. Thank God. Thank fuck. I actually so really that's like... why I think this is better than sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I really like what they did with Draco in this one. I really... Yeah, they made, no, I did too. They made him... So, they made them so redeemable and still funny, too. Um, one of one of my biggest laughs of the whole play was when Harry and Ron made that anti-campaign poster. Draco comes by, he reads it, and he's like, "This is perfect. Did you do this?" <laughs> and Goldie just, just nods. Yeah, he's like, yes, "Oh yeah," friend. he just nods like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> uh, but what I was gonna say is that like they he, they make him redeemable, but they also I don't know if, if like when the the beginning of the second act, it, it felt like they were doing like a um, scar uh, presiding over the um, over the kingdom, where where everybody was like miserable and they're angry at at, at Malfoy, um, and they Malfoy also does like bargaining over um, like like the the school is about to 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 blow up and like children are about to die, but uh, they've, uh, my father was still, like, still, like, doing, like, a devil bargain. I don't know. Well, to be well, fair, that was, that Harry, was after, that was after Harry pretty much told him, like, you know, you suck, right? Yeah, that was after he that told him. That um, was, like, yeah. Dr that like, was Malfoy's breaking point. <laughs> and yeah. it feels justified, almost. Yeah, because, I mean, understand that it's, like, nobody likes Draco. Like, if this was a character that, you know, generally got along with everybody, it would be... I mean, I'm not saying, like, this is perfect, but I can at least see from a character who's like, nobody likes me, this is how everybody's gonna generally treat me, this is how I'm gonna treat them. I can yeah. see it. And, and, okay. and it's not like Draco didn't try. Yeah, he, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Draco tried to bury the- he literally buries the hatchet from the very beginning, and just, Harry isn't having any of it. And, and at first you're like, and at first it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they have some bad, bad beef in the past, but the longer the play goes on, and everyone slowly turns on Harry. You're like, come on, just be friends with the guy. But no, Harry stands his ground because that's what was, that's what how it was in the past, and he doesn't mm. let go of the past, and that causes Malfoy to reach his, their breaking point, and which causes the conflict of, and this school is mine, and yeah, I really like Draco in this. I do, I do. Um, I, I, do, I do miss the dramatic moving around, but I, I at least understand, you know, it's because, you know, poor Lauren Lopez has to actually, like, read the script live, 
Yes. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Believe me, if she memorized it, she would be probably. All oh yeah, over the I'm place. sure. I'm sure. I, I, mean, I, was, I mean, I mean, she still had her moments, like when she hopped on the candy trolley and yeah. started oh moving, God. and like she started freaking out because it was going so yeah. fast. Like that's good. That's good. That's good. That's one of those yeah. things where it's like, I know if you could do more, you would. Exactly. Yeah. That's the limitations of a stage reading. Exactly. Um, exactly. Speaking of improvements, um, uh, Joey Richter is Ron. I also really liked him in this one. One hundred percent agree. One hundred percent more likable than the other two, as uh, than very. I, I, I think he, him, not constantly making fun of other people for their looks makes him likable. <laughs> he de- he definitely. I mean, I, I would say that that he's already like vastly improved in sequel, but in here, yeah, he. It's good. I good. mean, in sequel, I mean, he just, does I mean even Joey Richter, like, I know we're generally talking about, like, Ron and the writing, but Joey Richter, I just thought, like, in general, he did much better. It was oh, yeah. much less of him just being really loud all the time. It was, you know, he, and, was and, loud and, when, he was loud when it called for it. He was subtle when it called for it. There was, I felt a lot more out of his story than I did for Harry's, no lie. Yeah, yeah. especially with the song where he's, ta- yeah. where he's talking about uh, uh, being in a sidekick, and it's just like, oh, it's yeah, there we go. It's one of yeah. the most iconic songs in the show, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you I, didn't, I, didn't so much like, like, I didn't so much like that, you know, another girl kissed him and it was like, oh, you cheated. And I, was, I hated that, actually. That's but. the joke. <laughs> that's the joke. That's the... <laughs> it's like that Simpsons clip. That's the joke. That's the joke. Yeah, but they, they play it so... They play it so serious. Like, no, no, so when... when she kisses Ron. Like, that scene's fine. That scene, I got a good laugh at because oh, no. Joey Richter's a good actor. Yeah. But yeah. when the breakup happened between him and, him and Hermione and they had an argument and the whole core of the argument was that he cheated on her because another girl kissed him. That's when I was like, this is... I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. This, it, I mean, I, the... I, did, I didn't hate it just because of what came out of it, but it's like, I probably should. Yeah. It was one of those things. It was the misunderstanding trope. Uh, yeah. with a, I, I didn't absurd. want to name it specifically that, but it's like if you want it's, the, sh- you want the short reason of why I hate it, I hate that trope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's more, it's more like a, a liar reveal in their in their mind because I don't think it was really a, it wasn't really a misunderstanding because there was a kiss. Yes, it's just that in their mind, a kiss is as good as, as sex. As, as, as sex, yeah, yeah. It really is. Um, and it's weird because they're seventeen now, and they clarify that. Right from the beginning this time. They, they, oh, that's the thing. They say they're 17, and also Hermione, like, like, offers her body to a teacher, to a professor. We're we're getting there. At least, um, what's the word? We'll get there. We're still talking about Ron. Okay, fine. I still Um, want to talk about Ron a bit more before we get to Hermione and that scene. But I feel like we have to talk about Gilderoy to get to that point, too. Anyway, um, anyway, Ron. Go back to Ron. Ron. Ron, Ron, Ron. Ron Weasley. I like, I like him a lot. He's a much better singer. He's a much better actor. Yes. Um, he's a lot more likable. Yes. There's some even points where I think he even calls Harry out on a few things. Yeah, like, is, uh, big one in Act 2. When Harry's moping and doping. Like, big one. Yeah. Oh yeah. That and that was also like a uh like props to Joey Richter for getting like a a good amount of drama out of a stage reading. Like Yeah. I, yeah. I felt it. Like that I it good. almost feel like he didn't have a script even. 
Like I didn't even notice that at points the script because he was I'll, so I'll into be, that performance. I'll be honest at this point, like you know, up to now, you know, I've been kind of sticking to favorite actors Joe Walker, favorite actors Joe Walker, but Joey Richter. I think he's my favorite yeah. actor out of Circuit. I think I can say that with confidence now. I, you and a lot of people uh, definitely agree with that. I still have mm. to, I, I have to rethink it, but Joey Richter is really a good choice. I also, I don't, I don't know who my favorite singer was before this, but I, I, I definitely have my mind set on favorite singer now, and we'll get to him. But it's, I'm trying it's, to it's, think. Pre- it's predictable. It's a pretty predictable answer. <laughs> I'm trying to think who it could be, honestly. It's, it's, it's pretty predictable. Uh, do we have anything else to say about uh, Ron? About Ron? Uh, anything else before then? We'll get to Hermione. I just uh, felt I felt really bad for him, but I really liked him. Yeah, it's almost it's like almost like Mike Wazowski from Monsters U, except you know the whole movie wasn't out to get him, so it was much better. Mm. And this time he didn't, Joey Richter didn't say I've been a real jerk. <laughs> well, no, Harry Although should Harry, have said Harry, that. Harry, Harry actually should, should have, have said that. Said that. Hello. <laughs> you tried to do what Pixar Spectrum never dies and you foiled it. I'm trying. Well, I mean, it's still. I could say Pixar Spectrum never dies. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think that's all we have to say. Let's move on to Hermione and let's address the elephant in the room. Um, yes. It's not Bonnie. <laughs> well, yes, it is not Bonnie. Uh, they, they, they say explicitly um, it is uh, a Meredith uh, Depien. The girl, the person who played Mega Girl, the person Starship. who played Mega Girl, correct. Um, uh, and it's not Bonnie Goosen. Bonnie Goosen. Uh, I think she had to. I, I I think she was already performing in something else. I forget yeah. what the details were. There were a lot of different like uh, for the people that couldn't make it. Like that was the big the big one. Uh, that that like one of the one of the trio um, couldn't make it. Uh, to be frank, I wouldn't have. <laughs> Like, like it's clearly a very different uh, actor, and, and I would even say a different performance too. Yeah, like he performed the character very differently from, like, like Bonnie Grusin was playing it with more like exasperated. I, I I never got to appreciate I I never got to appreciate that, but she she was very much being like. I'm like the smartest person here, and nobody cares. Nobody, and she's just so she's just so like anxious and stuff. And Meredith, uh, God bless her. Uh, I mean, we all we all loved her uh, as a as Mega Girl. I think she just played it like I don't know. She, it, it was just like it didn't feel like Hermione to me. It didn't. I don't know what it was. I think it's just that, you know, we had them for two plays. This is the third. It's the final send off. Every like not everyone is here, but, you know, if it has that feeling to it. So when something's mm-hmm. off, you really notice. Yeah. 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 I, I almost want to say she's played it too confidently by this point. And maybe that's supposed to be the point of it. Maybe that's how the character is written. But it. I don't know. It, it didn't feel like the the Hermione that we've seen before. Not just because of the, uh, because of the new actor. Yeah, I can agree. There was. I mean, it's a whole different actor, different performance. So, it, it, yeah, it it it's not going to be the same. It won't ever be the same unless they actually got Bonnie, but they couldn't, and they had to make do because they needed Hermione in. And um, it was. It's definitely it definitely threw me off when I first watched it, but I was like, oh, okay, at least it's someone we know. 
Um, but yeah, it is a totally different performance. She is a lot more confident, Hermione. She's a lot more. Um, I noticed she smiled way more than yes. she used to. Now that I think about it, like she actually had like like a like a a full grin for quite a lot of this. Now that I think on it, yeah. I wonder how soon she was Hermione in the production, because like. I don't know if she had, like, as much time to develop her character. I don't want to call it phoned in. I don't. I don't want to call it phoned in. I just, like... Like, like you said, it's not quite the same. It's not quite the same. Right. It's, and, it's different. It's different. I think that's fair. But the thing is, I didn't it, it, mind it, it could, though. Like, it was, it was more, like, just here or there. Like, oh, she, Hermione's here. She has her moments, but... She's yeah, not I feel, really I feel the like focus. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Random on this one. I feel like if it was on, you know, a generally better character... Or, then I would have maybe been like, yeah, hey, that's a little weird. Like, if you replaced Ron or, or Voldemort, you know, then it would just be like, <laughs> no. But for, for some of for somebody like Hermione, I think I think it's whatever. It works. The thing is, as much as I hate to admit it, she's not the main focus in this play. No, she doesn't have much of a focus at all. Could you even say that? Uh, hmm. She was supposed to write Harry's essay. She didn't. He got mad at her. Uh, she likes Gilroy Lockhart. And then things got awkward, and then uh, the play ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do we do we want and to talk about that scene, or should we talk about Gilroy Lockhart first? Or is there anything else you want to say about Hermione? Because I can't really say anything else other than Meredith did her best. She, uh, I don't know the character itself. Like I think we kind of already said, they just kind of flat note. There just there wasn't much to her. I mean, Meredith did a good job still, but like it's just I don't think the character the, the, was the written writing, that well. I mean, yeah. The writing, it was just like they didn't know okay, what to do what with do we her. Got? Yeah, maybe they would have done something more if they actually got Bonnie on board. But like, I don't know. Literally, uh, near the half of the act, she's half of the second act, she's petrified. So, yeah, she's not even welcome back to Hogwarts. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She just walked. She walked. Yeah, that's right. Because they did like the big like, did, did they did their like the big goodbye thing with Hermione there. She was, but oh, she, she was, didn't say yeah. goodbye. She would just. She said, "Well, I guess what what what's gonna happen next?" And then her and Ron left. And then Ron said, oh. "You coming, buddy?" As one of his last line. And then Harry does his last line, which I won't say till later. Um, but so yes and no. Um, oh, oh, I I know why. Uh, something that they have Hermione for is so that she can stay. Fan fiction and the crowd goes wild. Oh god. Yeah. The crowd went wild. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the mere mention of of fan fiction? That uh well uh, uh. <laughs> Can we talk about Gilroy Lockhart first before we talk about um Let's talk about Gilroy Lockhart Lockhart. Again, right. AJ Holmes what? is great. I love him. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Kirby. No, I was just I was just gonna ask what we thought of the, the character. It's AJ Holmes being an asshole. I love it. <laughs> it's very much the same character as uh, it's, it's very similar character as Hart from uh, Me and My Gumshoe. But also, he has a bit of a crazy complex in him. Like, yeah, the, I, I'll, I'll grant, and this is this is a shout out to the to the camera who did the best they could given the uh, much different situation that they usually have. But the, this very slow zoom that they did. 
and Gilderoy explained his his plot to shrink into the size of a mouse <laughs> and then become a mouse king and then go in a war against the frogs and then lose that whole <laughs> fucking monologue. <laughs> and he, he he nailed it and the camera didn't cut a single time to check on the reaction. They just kept him going like this is his scene. It, th- that was his moment. That yeah, was this moment in the play, and it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I will, I will, I will be upfront. Uh, I love the actor. I did not like the character, but <laughs> that that monologue was probably uh, like top two parts of the whole production. Yeah, and then he yeah, does absolutely. another monologue later, where with Ron expl- doing his evil plan, and then it. It's, it's like it's okay it has some harry potter jokes that i like because like it references all the merchandise in harry potter like butterbeer and like it calls, oh yeah yeah and then it, that's all great and then he calls back the mouse thing and then i'm yeah. laughing even harder <laughs> i forgot i already forgot like how gilderoy left because I, he ran away from the wizard cops and that's it yeah he shrunk himself oh, oh okay <laughs> Yeah, because it seemed like he was gonna be like a major, like it, it seemed like he was gonna be like a, a major villain, and he he just he just runs away. Yeah, well, that's that, the- that's that's it, it. It reminded me. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't like him nearly as much, but it reminded me a lot of Junior in Starship. How it's like, you know, he has this specific aspiration, but and you think he's gonna be like this big bad, but as it turns out, he's just some dork that wants to do something really dumb. <laughs> well, I like Ju- I like Junior a lot more because he actually is an intimidating threat, even though it's like, you know, oh, this is just some loser kid who wants to buy weed, but it's like, oh shoot, he's actually cunning and manipulative and downright like evil. You know, yeah. this is this is just a guy that wants to make money, and that's fun. He wants to make money and shrink himself and shrink himself down to the size of a mouse so he can become a mouse king. Yeah. And <laughs> the frogs do all that. Like I think I think I, I like him I I don't think I want to rewatch this again, but I feel like I would probably like him more knowing that he's not actually a bad guy. He's actually kind of a red herring. Like, you think he's going to be involved with Voldemort. Yeah. But as it turns out, he's not. And then at one point, I think he even says something about there being a red herring. And it's like, oh, it's like like you. So <laughs> if I were to watch it again, I'd probably like him more. As of right now, I, I'm going to stick with, I wasn't crazy about the character, but AJ Holmes. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I like, I mean, the character is just like, he's technically just a villain. Um, who wants to make money, but that monologue and yeah. yeah, the monologue and the performance like elevate him for sure. Um, yeah, and also they, they had the, um, the, the thing from, uh, the, uh, Planet of the Apes musical where, where it's like, uh, can, can I play the piano? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. And he just starts playing the piano <laughs> and I was just, and that was, I guess that was like fun for the for the live performance of it to see like oh okay it's like multi like a lot of talents on this on this kid yeah just, uh, just been doing it in character too I, I didn't even notice that they that he was still in costume while he was in the band oh yeah he was <laughs> that was that was fun to see that was great because you just see Gilderoy Lockhart playing a piano and I'm like yeah. oh cool. And, and and that and the the piano thing especially pays off for a blooper that happens later on. But like, I I don't know if I want to talk about that one j- just yet. There's a couple bloopers in this. There's a couple bloopers. There, there's one in particular that involved uh, AJ Holmes. But uh, do, do, before we, gonna... we move on, do I want to talk yeah, let's about talk the about... scene 
the scene. The yes, scene with um, Hermione and Gilroy. I, I like double hate that scene. I've and this this is like the fourth time I've been talking about, you know, Starship being problematic in these things. But <laughs> it's like kid. it's double Oh, Star Kid, thank you. No, Starship is like the opposite of problematic, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> But it double sucks with this one because the scene is so like disgusting. And then he goes on the monologue and it's one of the best parts, but you can't appreciate <laughs> it. I, you know what? I'll give them credit for one thing. At least it's they do the whole thing where Yes, it's gross that she comes on to a teacher, but at least they make it so Gilderoy is oblivious to it all. Like, he's yeah, in his own little world. This isn't, like, sequel where it's a teacher coming on to what's probably, like, oh, God, oh, they're, like, 10, we could say yeah. now, because it's just, yeah, like, were, yeah, it's like were... Lupin hitting on 10-year-olds. Oh, my God. That sh- yeah, that was, that was awkward. Oh, boy. At oh, least God. with this one, I mean, uh, disregard uh, the sorry. fact that they're, like, on, 17 now. I got to mute him. No, that's the thing. You can't. I feel like I'm going to barf no, but, but like, the thing is, like, A, no, you can't disregard that they're 17. No, and B, let me finish. Let me finish. Like, even I if just... you can disregard them, this is a student teacher relationship, which is major bad. I mean, it's I'm bad. Saying, I, what I am saying is that, I mean, I wouldn't take either, but if you were to ask me which one is worse, well, first I would say, oh, yeah. first I would say they're both problematic. Why are you asking which one is worse when they're both yeah. really bad? But I would yeah, also yeah. say if you force me to answer, I don't know what you would do to make me answer, but if you were to technically force me to answer, technically, sequel is worse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I suppose, yeah. And the I, sliding again, scale it's a weird awful. scene. I understand why they did it for plot reasons. Because they wanted to, why did they, to, to introduce why? that monologue, I guess. I don't know. No, no, no you didn't, that's the thing. You don't have to do that at all. She could have just said, like, what are you going to... Like, they could have just had a conversation where it was, like, what... what because the thing, like, like, on Godot's side, he's just berating uh, Hermione. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and Hermione just keeps making innuendo, and, and then it just made, it's like the innuendo that's becoming more and more obvious, and it's like, why? I guess <laughs> there's a weird trope in theater, where, not with a student-teacher thing, it's a weird trope where, like, people say with innuendos in theater, and I guess that's what they were trying to do. Because I've oh, seen like that shake- done in Lend Me a Tenor. Like, but it's with, like, two adults, not a student and teacher. And I guess they thought yeah. that would have been funny. But I'll at least get the point that, yes, they're both bad, but at least they don't encourage it. Like, the teacher doesn't do- inc- take advantage of it this time. <laughs> so, like, I- still bad. But, like I said, just... And I still wish they just, like, did a conversation led to the fucking mouse monologue, which is one of the best things I've had of Stark, best and weirdest things Starkid has ever written about <laughs> Gilderoy Lockhart. Because there's, n- as far as I know, there's no mention in the movies or book about him with mice. So, <laughs> I don't know what the hell they smoked to come up with that monologue. But, I, I, who, is Gilderoy Lockhart like an important character in the He head? is in the I Chamber of it. Secrets. I'm trying to look him up. Okay, Ernie? so I, I kind of recognize Wait. the actor, but that's about it. Wait. Wait. What? I was just said- making sure you're still there. Oh, yeah. What? I'm just... I'm not... No, 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 no. Now that the realization hit that, like, they were 10, I've got, like, knots, yeah. in, I've got, like, knots in my stomach now. Like, I thought yeah, they were 12 at the time of the show. Yeah, I thought they were, like, teen- were- I mean, teenagers is still disgusting, but it's, like, they're actual, like, bona fide children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't... Yeah. That's just, yeah. 
Yeah, now I like sequel a little bit less. That's okay. <laughs> um, I don't like how those jokes are handled, and I, the I, crowd again, was the crowd was super into it. it was well, like, that's because it was the idea of Hermione hitting on someone that just made people laugh at the time. I don't know. It, again, I'm not defending it. I'm no, just that, that whatever wasn't what. directed at you. That was a hard whatever directed at the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And also, sex is funny. <laughs> Apparently, that that I guess, thing, I guess. that trope. I guess. Again, that's, no, that's the mind. That, that's a th- that's, that's some, definitely a theater thing. I've seen that so many times. So many times. Um. Again, lend me hell. I was in a production of Lend Me a Tenor, and there Are was a Broadway whole actors scene just like super just, horny. <laughs> I I think it's as simple as like, oh, sex, how improper! Like we're still in Victorian times. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't think. Again, this doesn't. This is not like. This is this would not fly now. This scene would not fly, and if it did, it would maybe more of a dramatic flair to it. Like again, it it would have been easier just been like, be like, oh God, what should I do? Oh, I know, I'll go to Gilderoy for advice. He'll know what to do. He's smart. He can write books. Um, Gilderoy, what do I do? I want to become the size of a mouse. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> I want to go into war with the frogs. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you wouldn't. There wouldn't have gotten as much innuendos, but. Would that have been any worse? I, the whole appeal, though, the whole appeal of that scene was the monologue. So, like, it really was exactly. You made like you exactly proved the point. Like, nothing would have. It would have just been better off. All right, we've been talking about this for too long now, though. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, who else do we want to talk about? Um, uh, I it- want to talk. I want to talk about a character who I strongly disliked in the previous two, and finally, I like. Random, can you guess who? Jenny? Random, can Dumbledore? you guess who? Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yes, I noticed I liked him a lot more in this one too. Yeah, because they got they got I'm rid of. I remember it. Where- again. They got rid of everything creepy. What a shock! <laughs> what a surprise! You get rid of the creepy stuff, and he's actually like really likable. Yeah, because they actually. I mean, he's only in as flashbacks with with uh, Voldemort. Or Tom Riddle. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, Tom yeah, and yeah. he has a killer suit. I love that suit. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good suit. But no, like, when he's, when he's talking to Tom Riddle, he legitimately seems, like, sympathetic. He wants to help yeah. him. Yeah, and he doesn't, like, throw shade at him, like, insulting, like, other students. He, he just, like, hey, Tom, let me tell you about this great place. You have some good gifts. I think you would be beneficial at Hogwarts. I'm like, this is the Dumbledore. Yeah, I remember you describing Dumbledore in the previous two as, like, this chill guy, and I can never think that just because stuff, but yeah. watching him here, it's like, oh, this 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 is the Dumbledore that Random has seen for two plays now. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I finally get to see it. I love Always Dance and how this is a time where you get to see Voldemort and Dumbledore in a song together. And, and teaching him how to do the tap dance that we got to see. Oh, yeah. yes. I love mm-hmm. how it starts with Now You Are a Boy, an Orphan Boy. It, it's just a callback to Dance Again, and it's it's nice. That was my favorite it's song nice. of the whole thing. Always Dance? Always Dance, yes. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorites, too. It and, I think, um, Sidekick. I might have to... If we're talking about uh, favorite song, I might have to go with either... might have to go with either Sidekick... Or everything ends. Everything ends was honestly like pretty that's, damn emotional. That's a very yeah, it really was. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I might have to go with that one. But unlike uh, um, Holy Musical Batman, there, there's a lot more uh, to the picking in terms of favorite songs. Yes, 
But with Dumbledore, he's not in it too much. He's only in like two scenes as Dumbledore. Three if you count him as the construction worker, because that's obviously what they're hinting towards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is that was nice too because he was. Yeah, I, I, I like the callback to "There's two things in this world that I love, and you're one of them." I like that. Callback. Yeah, he said that to both both uh Voldemort and Harry, which was nice. Yeah, I, I, I when he showed up, I. I, I thought, like, it, they, he just had a beard on just because, like, it was a wizard beard. And at, at first, I thought it was a callback to him as a construction worker in Holy Musical Batman. No, no my was, thing... Because you my see him thing, with two beards. My, my thing, my thing. This is how you know I'm thinking about this way too hard. So he tells, <laughs> he tells uh, Tom Riddle, there's only two people I love and you're one of them. And it's like, oh, that's so nice. And then he tells it to Harry and it's like, oh, that's nice. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Obviously, he doesn't love Voldemort anymore. Otherwise, you know, it would be three people, not two. So who's the second person that he loves? Zach Efren! <laughs> <laughs> it well, makes sense. Inter- well, I thought the way I interpret it is like, he oh, loves I guess it could be Snape. It could be Snape, and- too. It could be Snape, too. I was thinking he loves Harry and Voldemort, but Harry wasn't alive back Yeah, Harry then, wasn't so, alive. He yeah. didn't know who Harry was. Or, or he wasn't alive, that, too. Yeah. Um, neither was Zach. Neither was Zach Efron at the time. It could also it could be, be Snape. That could work Sna- too. I, I like Zephron because Zephron isn't in this music. I know. I was. I was shocked. <laughs> come on, come, come on, Starkid, get your head in the game. Yeah, and you know what else yeah. wasn't here? No red vines. No red vines. There was another no. candy bar. <laughs> yes. Oh, I was going to say there was, there was another sponsor, audible.com. Go, go to <laughs> audible.com slash Starkid Spotlight for 15% off your first 10 purchases. No, there's no code. Shush. At least not yet. Ooh. No, never. <laughs> um, but there was, a, there was another candy mentioned. But before we do that, is there anything else you want to talk about Dumbledore before we get to, the, to his dancing friend? Um, I liked him. I actually liked him this time. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good. Voldemort. Uh, and of course, a hell of a voice, as always. Also, just shout out to Dylan Saunders. Yeah. Again, yeah. He, he has a great voice, and they yeah, use he, oh, it. Oh, but... yeah, he's my favorite singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, predictable, I had a, I had a predictable yeah. but like at this point, it's just like, no, he's, he's the best singer out of the whole group. Like, no contact. Kirby, Kirby, just you wait till next time. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I already know. I, I kind of already know what's, what's going to be up ahead, but we'll talk about that. You're going to be excited for next time. Anyway, um, Voldemort. Tom Riddle. Voldemort, Voldemort, ooh, Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. Before we talk about uh, Voldemort and uh, Tom Riddle, uh, I'm, I'm going to say straight up, um, the very last scene... They're married! Him on the, They're married! Him on the, They're married and they have a daughter. They have a daughter! <laughs> She calls her daddy. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that was Wash. That, Wash. like just, just literally just when this. Kirby fan yes. mess- finished this musical, they messaged me saying, "I'm screaming." And it was like <laughs> one in the morning, and I was screaming. It was <laughs> like like just, it, it, it was it was it was very much like when Voldemort like appeared very briefly in the at the end of sequel, where just the sight of that was just like. I was grinning. I, I was like, okay, fine. This is not, this is not as bad as me and my dick. Um, all, as word for word, I'm going to read part of the conversation that Random and I had. <laughs> Random says, we'll talk about it Wednesday. I'll say, yeah, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to talk about it. Random responds, 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> because the whole time I was thinking, I, I think there's literally a point in a very Potter musical is like where you ask, do they come back? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. Because if I told you, it would have ruined the surprise. And it's great <laughs> to see them both again, even if it's just at the end. And they close the show. And it made again. me cry. Them, them the, the, being the gay closed the show again. The thing is, like, they closed the show and you hear the beginning of the, um, of the song together. And, and I was so hoping to hear, the, like, the full duet and then it cuts to black. <laughs> that tore my heart. <laughs> it was a beautiful, it was, it was great to see them again. I'm happy the writers added them at least. <laughs> so the only thing that confused me about it, and this has nothing to do with the play, but the only thing that confused me was when Joe, uh, when Voldemort is talking about the things that Harry taught him. He looks into Quirrell's eyes and says love, and Joe Walker, you can tell he's expecting something from the audience. There's like a little like, ah, and then nothing. And you see him like ready to start again, and as he goes to talk, the audience loses it. Like, what, what was, was it, with what the was delay it? from the audience? Like, did it just take them a minute to understand that like, <laughs> hello? Yes, apparently. <laughs> this apparently audience sucked. This audience sucked. <laughs> hey. And this is the it was the only audience too. It's not it's not like the others where they could like cobble together the different uh uh performances. This was all they got. Hey, I'm sure the audience that who may or may not be listening to this <laughs> watching is is very nice. Um but yeah, that whole scene was great. That was just that was just a great way to end it off. Made me made me teary eyed. And I thought it was great. Um, but even so, like, uh, Voldemort and as Tom Riddle, we, we really empathize with him a bit. I will say this, for all of the improvements that this has made over a musical, the best thing about it is still Joe Walker as Voldemort and Tom Riddle. I will, I I mean, will say, I think he's the best part about it again. I, I, he was definitely, like, my favorite part of Act 1. Like, when, when it got to the flashback, and, like, Ginny was tell me, uh, uh, give me another magical flashback. And, and like, I was getting, like, uh, pumped up. And then, meanwhile, when they go back and they have, like, a duel between Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy, as he fell asleep, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I passed out for a bit, and I woke up, and, like, oh, shit, they, I really missed the whole, I missed the whole duel, and there's a snake on the ground. What the hell happened? Oh, well. <laughs> I'm not gonna go back to watch. Harry Fuck killed it. a fucking snake. He's... I, don't, I don't care. Maybe so that, that I don't made care. me too upset, too, because at least, like, with the dragon, he... What's the snake and goes one, yeah. two, three? Well, yeah, beat the dragon. This one, he strangles the dr the snake. Snap yeah. neck, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus, no. that's dark. Anyway, back to Voldemort. Yeah, like, because yeah. you, because you, he's not like evil out, out inherently. He's misunderstood, and he's has an orphan. He thinks he's a monster because he killed his mom from birth. And Dumbledore's like, no, you're not a monster. You're a gifted magical person. Here's Hogwarts. And granted, he starts doing evil things there as, with Lucius and the other Death Eaters, which, by the way, it's great to see them again as, like, students. <laughs> yeah, to see, like, the, like, this whole, like, it's, like, half cool, half nerd. I like that. Yeah. It was just, yeah. just yeah. the posse, the posse that he had, that was fun. The, the, the dancing posse literally entering <laughs> to West Side Story's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun too. Like fun Lucius, I told you not to call me Tom. <laughs> I get your name right, Malloy. <laughs> um, 
But even then, like when D- Dumbledore's like, "Hey, don't be doing this evil shit," I have. I think you should be. You should take some time to be with your real father. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then they all have this whole like Phil Collins montage at first, where it's like they play a song that's not sung by the characters. Um, and while Voldemort's getting ready, and then they start singing and Beltrix belts, belt tricks, if you will. Um. And uh, it's just, it's, it's like, it's nice to see him happy. And even though we yeah. all know it's going to end horribly. And ju- just, oh, yeah, think, just was, think he was the- that close to accepting his family for who they were. And then they offered him Snickers. And that was the end of it. And that was it. Did you get that joke, Wash? What, Snickers? Yes. Uh, other than that, he mentioned it earlier in the play? Yes. No. Because it's an inside joke. What inside joke? It's an inside joke with, like, the show. Like, the, they, there's, a, like, a rehearsal. That's a joke that they had when they were, like, rehearsing a very Potter musical. Um, apparently, uh, there was a place where they can get, like, convenience stores, snacks, right near where they rehearsed in the theater. And one time, uh, Joe Walker wanted to get a snack. Uh, like, one, he wanted a power bar. And he told Jim Pavolo, hey, I got to put on my Voldemort makeup. Get me a power bar. And um, Joe likes to uh, and uh, Jim Pavolo likes to pull pranks on people. So he come. So Voldemort, uh, Joe Walker's getting into character as Voldemort with the makeup on. And he's like really getting into character. And then Jim Pavolo comes in and brings Joe Walker a Snickers bar instead of a power bar. And Joe Walker apparently just shouts at Jim and everyone else going, Snickers! And, and like the Voldemort voice. And everyone lost it. And, and Jim brings, also bring, takes away the Snickers bar, shows the power bar and goes, gotcha. And apparently everybody that cast memed about it. And it was a, such a joke that didn't end that they, it made its way into this, to the play. Oh, that's cute. That's actually kind of cute. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was just like a random... No, I thought it was just a non sequitur. No, it's an inside joke, and I'm like, okay, okay. I, I had a feeling it was from the beginning, even when I first watched it, because I was like, there's no way. What the fuck? There's got to be a reason why, why this <laughs> okay. joke exists. And that's I fair, and there's actually fair. a video that explains it better than I could, so I'll send it oh. to you after this. Anyway, that's I like Voldemort in this. He's he's really good. The, this is this is not a Voldemort thing, but it is related to Voldemort. Uh, the scene where he has to change the diaper of his grandfather uh, that that was like and it was going on forever it's like oh god we're getting Draco all a, over again there's a lot of things all of us will agree this musical went on for too long and there was some yeah. moments that i think could have been cut or shortened that's a moment that could have been cut like they could have been like hey grandpa how you doing oh i pooped myself and then like okay we'll go to dinner grandpa and then we'll move on to the dinner scene there's some moments that i'm like you could have cut this you could have chopped this. Yeah. Um, we there's still so many characters we didn't even talk about. Like, um, Brian is Hagrid. Uh, oh yeah, the crowd goes wild for for Hagrid just because we finally get to see Hagrid again. It, it was Hagrid it, it, again. Hagrid at all? This is the first time in the musical. That oh yeah, I, I misspoke with saying uh, Hagrid again. Um, I wasn't laughing at it doing it, but like when I was thinking back at it, it's like you know I just realized that like Hagrid is like. With, with almost all of the scenes, like, Hagrid is the shorter one. 
<laughs> of the, the puns. Like, everybody's like, keep looking down at Hagrid. Uh, Hagrid also showed one of the many moments of Darren Chris breaking character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with, the, with the lap. Darren yeah. Chris break, broke character so much time. And to be fair, I couldn't blame him. Um, is there anything? Uh, there's so many other characters, but I, I want to talk about the ending um, a little bit because. Mm-hmm. Especially with everything ends because that review shows like that is a beautiful like you said a beautiful song yeah. and it like really seals like hey everything ends but that's okay it's how you end that matters yeah. and you see like a whole bunch of people from musical characters from the musical in- including including Lupin covered in blood which <laughs> yeah. I thought was funny yeah. yes <laughs> that was great um you see Snape again you see Harry's parents oh. and and. Uh, oh yeah, you serious? see how his parents and and the mom they they divorced and the and the the mom is now married to Cedric. <laughs> I think you're fine as a good father. <laughs> and literally, literally, Harry's reaction was mine. What the fuck? Yeah, you're, you're still doing that? <laughs> like we're, we're we're at the um I forget what the evil guy was in the starship, but we're at that again. With like I I hate her. <laughs> yeah. Um and then we get the reprise of Go Back to Hogwarts, which was really nice. It was a nice callback. I knew they were gonna I'm surprised they did it barely in sequel, like as a last minute thing, but this one it had story purpose and I was hyped for that callback for Back to Hogwarts. I was really hyped. And yeah. it really got me into it. And it was like, all right, let's go. And then the ending, Voldemort uh faces uh, where where uh, Harry faces Voldemort. A couple things to mention there. One, whoa, is that a flying diary? Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, that's my favorite one. And that, that was when, like, uh, uh, AZ Holmes goes, My favorite thing. And then, like, you have this whole serious moment, and then, and, like, and with the moment of possessed Ginny, which, by the way, Ginny still as Ginny as a character like doesn't really do much but she at the same time she has a, she does a great performance with being possessed Ginny does it's like <laughs> she's, she's definitely very good at crossing her eyes I'll give her that yeah. she, she goes all out and I love it so big pro- <laughs> she doesn't sing as much as she should but big props to her she does a good job mm. um but my favorite part of the ending has to and it's so and involves an actor we didn't haven't talked about yet and it's weird that we haven't because they are very essential to this stage reading. It involves when Harry stabs a diary and the narrator goes on this whole <laughs> descriptive death scene. Yes. And, and then he actually says the line, Joe, Joe Walker, Walker dies. dies. Um, do you know who voices the narrator? I do know who voices the narrator. Uh, that I don't is- know. It is Bob Jones, uh, who you may know as the voice of Man Ray. Um, ah. Not, I, I should clarify, not the original voice of Man not the, the voice that we know from seasons two and three. That's, that, that was John Rich Davis. But this is the guy that's been Man Ray since Light Camera Pants. And he's been playing Man Ray ever since. And he yeah. has that, he has that voice for it. But, yes. but also, I, I, I also found out that like the, the the candy lady happens to be uh, not only his wife but also their agent. 
So they're probably was just like, hey, my husband's man way, you want to bring him over? For- <laughs> uh, no, he actually was in Starship, too. He he, and a- he, yes, he, he, I wanted to mention that as well, because I, I found that out, uh, that he was in the, the intro. He was, playing, he was doing the... Uh, the future uh, is now. The future is now, yeah. Absolutely. And he did such a good job, because there were some <laughs> yeah. things that, like, they had fun with the stage directions with this one a bit, because they could. Because you can't yeah. really do that with like a live performance. So they had moments where it's like being as descriptive as possible with Ron responding to the stage direction. Yeah. Like, I thought there's Ron gonna be some with more- a doofy looking grin on his face. Hey, sorry, Ron. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more of that. There wasn't as much, but like it did, it did pay off when Joe Walker dies. Joe Walker <laughs> dies. Joe Walker dies is like top three moments. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like and one of the best just, moments in the whole show. And, and you can see like Darren, you can see like Darren Chris can't like handle this. <laughs> How <laughs> no, much he's, he's so close to breaking. I love it. <laughs> he, I think he already broke. Oh, yeah. he was. No, there are oh, a lot of was, there were a lot of times where you know he couldn't really hold back the laugh. I guess working on uh, <laughs> working on Glee isn't as fun as working on this. I guess. Yes. Um, I was gonna say. There, I, my favorite, uh, there's something magical about the bloopers, because there were a lot of bloopers involving Darren Chris. There was the blooper of Chris Allen as Moaning Myrtle, when, like, they're oh. dragging the dead body. And- <laughs> she was trying, to, she was supposed to stay still, but, like, because... But, but like because it was really hard to drag the body, she just kept like kicking and she like wiggling up. Yeah, and then the wing falls like... off, so they have to go back and get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then during all that, all that Dumbledore just goes, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> it's just the props, they just, props they roll to, with the punches. To them for not not breaking. That's yeah. I'll give yeah. I'll give them props for that because like it, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to like hold it in. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and um i feel like god i feel like there's so much more to talk about with this one because it's three and a half hours it's three uh, and a half hours and there's tons of characters it's like tons. it's like it's like end game it's just yeah. way too much uh-huh. uh, the thing they, is they, they um, wrapped they wrapped it up it, it, it should have been shorter but they wrapped it up i guess yeah they, they uh, I'll, I'll i'll give this if, if we're talking about the ending like the the part that that like I I quite liked, but though it was just more of like just seeing these people, uh, w- w- of course it's like the goodbye where it was very clearly like breaking character, um, and especially especially um Darren Chris saying to Lauren Lopez, uh, uh, calling Lauren Lopez a friend. Aww. You can see that that was like. That was to Draco, and that was to Lauren. Yeah. Uh, like, she, she, she broke. Yo, <laughs> she, God, she was I broke. <laughs> that broke me. That was, that was just so, that, that was nice. That was nice to see. Yeah. That broke, that was very nice. And very concluding, and very fitting with, like, the whole, how, how uh, Draco's character was. It was a nice way to end it off. Um, it felt it, it felt like a sitcom ending where it's like it's time to close up the bar yeah, and it's it, like well it's this, time to turn it, off the it lights. Was, it, it really did feel like it was just like all right, how how nicely do you want me to tie this bow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it literally no, ends part, with. Like, um, I know we already talked about it, but it's like I don't care. The part that still got me, I know, was, was Pearl de Mort. <laughs> yeah, I think the part that got me just before that was just like going seeing through all the ending of him saying goodbye to everybody in Starkid 
Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the hug with Neville got me too. That was more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Because, like, you just hear Neville go, goodbye, Mr. Potter. And then just, like, gives him a big hug. And I'm like, oh, no. And then, <laughs> just as you leave, Harry's last line before the end credits yep. scene is, um, well, guys, well, thanks, Hogwarts. It's been totally awesome. And then it just fades to black with the applause. And I'm like, oh, oh. And you hear, like, a sad version of, uh, a sad instrumental version of Get to Go to Hogwarts. And then you have the scene years later where, where it wraps where, up with, where, like, they're gay, they're married. Well, also, Harry Potter tells their yeah, son about Hogwarts. And they cares, say, who cares? It's a nice moment. Yeah, but, but I know like, it's. Cares. I know it's Quirrell It's They're the best thing about it. But you got to give credit where credit is due. And it's nice to hear a new version of Go Back to Hogwarts that's both sad and hopeful. And it's like, hey, we're ending this off, but now you get to go. And it's just yeah. very nice. Not as nice as Quirrell and their daughter, but still nice. <laughs> Um, yeah. How's the timer going? Uh, 39 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was um, gonna say, we're almost there, and we keep talking about ending. Well, I'm waiting for Kirby fan to say, you know what was sad and hopeful? I liked it, and even, it was three and a half hours, a bit too long, and there were a lot of things they thought they could've cut out. We didn't even mention Jeff Blim, but that whole song, I would've cut that out. Yeah, we didn't um, mention uh, uh, I, the, uh, the new headmistress or whatever, either. Oh, yeah, the spiders. I forgot about the, spi- the spiders. spiders. Yeah, the spiders. That, that did nothing. And the headmistress, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Professor McGonagall, I didn't mind too much. Um, she didn't uh, do anything. Uh, yeah. She was just more like, <laughs> she literally called herself an uptight bitch, and I'm just like, okay. But at least she, 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 she was the headmaster role. She was Dumbledore's role in this case. So yeah. I understand that. But. She again, she really do anything, but she did more than Jeff Blim as the spider, who literally just sings a song about eating you. Speaking and of doing yeah. more than the spiders, the timer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was about to mention the 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 crab from Moana. We we're talking about. Um, yeah, that, that kind of was what it was. It's kind of yeah, like the crab yeah. from Moana. Speaking of the crab just, from anyway. Moana, the timer. Okay. <laughs> the timer. All right. yeah, okay. Let's go, on. let's go on. All right. Final thoughts. One of you guys go first. There's parts of this that I that I like a lot a lot more than sequel, and there's one character that I like even less than sequel. So it's really hard for me to figure out how I would rank this, and it doesn't help that it's so that that they're they're both so long that they they both feel like so drawn out. Um, but I I. The first act w- was was trying. It, it it took me a while to get through that. Uh, it, it, t- it took a lot out of me to get through that first act. Um, if it were if it wasn't for um for for Tom Riddle, um, second act it, it was starting to uh, to pick back up again. Mostly because it's like okay, now the plot is going. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was good. I liked it. Uh, but the songs are the songs are a lot better. Uh, it was uh, nice to hear all that, and that's really all I can say on that. Kirby fan. Okay. Uh, I liked it well enough. Um, you know things that I really didn't like, things that I really did. Um, dare I say uh, it had the best ending out of anything Star Kids so far. And I mean that both in terms of, like, the ending act and the literal ending. I mean, how, 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 
how can you improve on Quirldemort being canon? <laughs> um, well, he was already canon, but yeah. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's now, like... now there's like no doubt. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, 19 years later, they're still married. They're, they're a happy couple. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but just looking, you know, as, as a whole, definitely too long. Uh, characters I didn't like. Main character not being very likable was a little, was a little tough, but uh, a lot of things that I did a lot of, had the most things that I liked out of any of the Potters so far. This it's weird because the whole time I'm like, like even from early Act One, you know who this is written for. There is one specific person that this is written for, and it's like, oh, okay, it's it's a nice gesture. And uh, I'm not going to shame them for doing it because I understand that the person they wrote this for is important and he's gone or he's going to be gone. But then that just kind of yeah. adds like, okay, well, when are you going to do this every time? Is this guy? I, I don't know why I'm dancing around the bush. Is Darren Chris the only one who's like important enough to do this for? Like I can think of off the top of my head. I can think of at least one star kid that I know that was around since the very beginning who goes who doesn't stick around and it's like is he gonna get something is it like it, it, it's just, it's just it raises this weird precedent and i just i don't know how i feel about them going this hard into this is our goodbye mm-hmm. to darren chris only only because again now it's like well what are you gonna are you gonna do anything for the others um yeah. but again i'm not i'm not saying that it's like you know oh they're meanies for doing this like it is a nice gesture and i could tell that he appreciated it and that's important uh it's just like i said it it doesn't sour the whole thing it just like middles it because on the one hand it's like oh that's nice but on the other hand it's like uh well what about everybody else um yeah so overall uh i have a lot of mixed feelings about it but i i did like it um i did my a letter grading that doesn't mean anything, but I'll grade it anyway. Um, I gave Holy Musical Batman a C minus. I also give this a C minus. If you were to ask me which I preferred between the two, really hard to believe that Holy Musical Batman is actually my second favorite that we've watched out of all of these. But uh, I would say- no. Yes, that's not hard to believe. Oh 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 oh! <laughs> I thought you were saying it's not my second favorite. I'm like. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't tell you what the thing. Yeah, that's what, that's why I always confused. I was like, um, but no, no, no. I get you. I like, get. No, I get like, you. No, now. it's not hard to believe. Yeah, I, I get you now. I get Con- you now. Um, continue. But uh, I mean, it's it's pretty close. But I would say I prefer Holy Musical Batman to this. Um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we're moving on. Uh, outside of Starship, sure. which you could already tell was kind of like we're starting to move on from what we were before. This this is it. Now it's like, you know, we held on to our past a little bit longer. We tried something new and kind of silly with Batman. We let everything go with Harry Potter. We're now in a more professional, tight era where it's less about, you know, just goofing around and having fun and actually being like, okay, we're serious about this. And it doesn't have to be as good as Starship, but I'm hopeful, which this might be a mistake, but I am hopeful that we'll be getting more Starships. And or more almost star- how's how's it more almost starships? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I I I do want to mention because I just uh, when you're talking about like the like uh, the audience being Darren Chris, um, I do I I was watching a um a a a, a little short video um a feature a, a Tumblr feature out of all things um talking about the uh, part of senior year and 
Uh, one of the cast members, I believe it was Jamie Lynn Betty, Betty um, saying that, like, like uh, um, Darren Chris wouldn't show up for this unless we invite all of his friends, and then he's gonna, uh, and uh, then he'll feel left out. So this very was explicitly like we're trying to get, um, uh, we're trying to get Darren Chris to to show up. So yeah, you got you got that on the money. Okay, I mean, I think it's more they did this for the fans, but they couldn't do like what they did with Hermione to Darren, if that makes any sense. Because if they did. They would have just made it a full show, but just not have Darren Christmas Harry Potter. No, I mean I get I get why you know Darren Chris had to be there. I get that. Yeah, I just. But I I also think I don't know. I also I also, this, I also spent like five minutes on that, so I don't want to say anything more. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I also uh, if, uh, if if I was gonna give a letter grade, uh, considering that I I already bossed myself by giving Holy Musical Batman a C. <laughs> Which I, I already regret. I would probably give that like a like a a D, a D or something like that, and I would probably give this a C minus. I don't know. It, it, it's fine. You guys need to rewatch some of these <laughs> in order to we'll like see. really solidify. But yeah. um, anyways, uh, how I viewed it is like yes, they wanted Darren Chris for one final hurrah, and they but I think they just wanted to do this as closure for the Harry Potter franchise for the fans. Because this did have a fandom who liked it, and I'm not gonna lie, a Harry Potter sequel was not a good way to end the franchise. It wasn't. <laughs> it was not. It was not. So they wanted to do one more just to end it off because trilogies work best in threes. And I think they really wanted Darren in this one because they didn't think they didn't want anyone else to be Harry Potter. Because I'm not gonna lie, would have thrown people off. It, it Hermione threw me off a bit, but I got over it. But if they didn't have Darren as Harry, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have worked. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's why they were like, we need to get Darren in here. And we're saying goodbye to Darren. But, and, um, I, I liked it. I liked it. Did I think it went on too long? Absolutely. Did I think some things could have been cut? Yes. Um, do I wish it was maybe like an hour less? Yes. Um, but I don't know. I still enjoyed it. I think it shows the best of, some of the characters throughout the franchise like this is the best we've seen ron this is the best we've seen draco this is the best we've seen voldemort actually hmm, that one might be debatable but uh, that one might be debatable yeah but <laughs> it's tough it's still is the best we've seen dumbledore it's the best we see a lot of the characters they improve a lot of the characters yes they not only yes uh harry's a bit more of an asshole this time but at least they people do call him out on it um, and yes, they still somehow managed to make all the Harry Potter musicals have sound issues. The consistency. <laughs> consistency. <laughs> but I don't know. Just There's like just, old times. I think this and is. And also the camera out of focus in some Yes, spots. oh my god, <laughs> I noticed. They did, they did. Back to like, basics. Okay. It's a con, <laughs> it's a stage reading. I give them some slack, but at the same time, I, I, no, I still enjoyed myself. I still think I liked it better than the rest of them. I think this might be my favorite out of the Harry Potters. Oh. Um, it definitely ends the best out of all. Of them oh yeah, oh yeah. Because without a doubt, I, because just, I would say so. Yeah, a like, Harry I, Potter musical has a rushed ending with 
which is redeemed by Voldemort and Quirrell, mm. but still rushed. Harry Potter sequel, it ends with, um, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. Me neither. It ends with a go back to Hogwarts, which is nice, but th- this one, they legit ended off with like, um, they, they legit ended off with like a sad textbook, everything's tied up in a bow, nicely ending, even with Coralamore. So, I, it's definitely my favorite, and I think it, I need to think about it, but it's my favorite out of the three, and which technically means I'd like sequel better than Holy Musical Batman, so I think I like it better than Holy Musical Batman 2. So I, I doubt I need to ask this, but what about Starship? No, okay. absolutely okay. not. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was curious, like I knew the answer, but I wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah, Starship is still my favorite. So I believe right now for me, it's Starship, Very Potter Senior Year, Very Potter Sequel, Holy Musical Batman, A Very Potter Musical, Me and My Gumshoe. Okay. All right. And that's six, right? Yeah, we we have that's, reached we, the halfway point. We're that's not, right. We're not done yet, though, because we got to do the spotlight of the Star Kid actors. Let's oh, name wow. actors that we thought really shine in this performance. Um, Washer Kirby fan, which one of you would like to go first? Because I always let you guys pick. Uh, I think, uh, you, I I think give- you both will pick different ones this time. I kind of want to, uh, I'll give it to Kirby fan because I'm pretty sure I, I, we already, she already said what, which one it was. Yeah. Uh, and, and I might need to, I need to need to buy a bit more time. So, okay. uh, go ahead. I mean, I, I could be unpredictable, but it's like, if you're going to give it to me, I'll, I'll just say it. Uh, Joe Walker was just born to play this role. He's, he's a perfect fit. And even, even. Oh, I thought you were going to. No, who did you think I was going to say? I thought it was Joey Richter. No. Yeah, I thought that's what you were going to no. say. No, I literally said Joe Walker was my favorite part. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. I thought, because you said earlier that jo- Joey Richter was your favorite actor. Yeah, for Starship, like, in general. Like, Starship oh, in general. I keep okay, saying okay, Starship. Okay, okay, okay. I, uh, random, it's your fault. I just love Starship, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. But, yes, but yeah, Joe no, Walker's um, your favorite? I love him as, I love the, uh, the, the humanity that's brought to him with Tom Riddle. Uh, he still gets some really good laughs, more so as Voldemort, but even with Tom, um, Voldemort, uh, and just, like, it, when the, the reveal, the reveal, quote-unquote, happened, and uh, Ginny found out that Tom Riddle was Voldemort, and you just see Joe Walker rip the, rip the shirt off and they put the cape on him, it's just like, it's him. It's him. He's, he's back. He's back. He's back. He's back, baby. Uh, it was, he, he, he's just, he's born to play. I love Joe Walker as an actor. Um, but like, really, he's just, he's born to play this specific role. He's so good. So good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, my, my joke answer is Bob George for saying Joe Walker <laughs> died. <laughs> uh, my actual answer I think I, I think I'm gonna have to go to uh to Joey Rister uh for the uh fantastic performance of um Sidekick and also for this really heartfelt uh emotional speech to to Harry like like I said like that was very especially for a stage reading that was impressive like damn that that really that really came out of his soul there that was that was real damn good good uh good good work there. Um, yeah, I, I, 
it's just nice to, to, to see him like grow so much in talent. Random. Shit. Um, because I was actually gonna joke. I was actually tempted to be like Bob Jones, <laughs> <laughs> but it feels just in general. But also, he does a really good job. So not official, but actual. But honorable mention is gonna go to Bob Jones. That's fair. That's fair. Because I loved him. Were, I loved him. <laughs> yeah. he, he really was great, and he should be in more. Like they should. I don't know if they use his. Vo- I don't think they use his voiceovers at all. Um. Oh God, who do I choose? You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give it to AJ Holmes for that monologue. <laughs> <laughs> it, Just it, for that monologue. Like I, if I audition for things, I am going to use that monologue. Like, <laughs> oh God, do it! I please. Like I want to. Like when he was going through that, I'm like, this is a perfect monologue to audition with. Like it's perfect. It really. It's I've perfect. seen people. I've heard of people doing it's that. Perfect. So. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Just like the the intensity and the the rise and fall of your emotions, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Going like like power hungry and then sad about all the all the casualties. <laughs> uh, that would good. And granted, I was tempted to pick a Jamie Lynn Beattie because she does do she has fun as Ginny. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think she necessarily has any character growth, but she has a lot of fun. And I, again, I was picked, ready to pick Lauren because she doesn't really play the usual Draco, but Draco grows in this one, and you could see a lot of the acting in it, and there's, she's still having fun. But Ooh. So they were very close. Very close. It's just the, the monologue about the mice. I, 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 can't, I had to, you know? I <laughs> oh, had course, to. Of course. And with that, now we have officially reached the halfway point of Star Kid Spotlight. Yes, we have. Six oh, down, six to go. With an all new era of Star Kid, because <laughs> the post Harry Potter era. I honestly, I like a lot of these new musicals, and the next one we'll be doing is Twisted, and previously my favorite musical in Star Kid. Yes, I found this out mere weeks ago because for years I thought it was Starship. This changed I my worldview. <laughs> I mean, it, Starship may still conquer. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but I'm excited for this one. I'm really, really excited for this one. I'm curious about this one because, I, I, and I'll talk about it. But like, this is this is like the latest Star Kid that I actually like tried for a little bit and then gave up. <laughs> and that's about it. I will talk about that. Yeah, well, it's gonna be interesting. I'm a little. I'm also nervous because, granted, we have like six other shows, mm-hmm. but like, this is the one after Harry Potter, so we'll see what happens. I'm um, just excited to. I'm just excited to watch Aladdin again. <laughs> it's so fun, and it's so much better than show, that. A lot of the shows are under three hours. Yes. So, oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just gonna be so nice to not have to to watch that shitty Little Mermaid movie. <laughs> With that, if you like this podcast, then th- uh, thank you very much. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, WRK in Progress, or you can also look up Pixar Perspective. We're usually in the uh, top results, and you can also subscribe to the uh, to the podcast. Uh, uh, we're on many uh, platforms, including wrk.simplecast.com. We do we. Do all sorts of different podcasts, and this is one of them. With that, I've been to Wash.
I've been random bystander here. Say it with me, everybody. This is, is not, not the, the red, red line, line of Star, of Star Kid Kid. Spotlight. Are you going to do that until we eventually find the red line of Star Kid Spotlight? If we ever find the red line of Star Kid Spotlight. Oh, if, one of these days. One of it, these days. If. If it's good. I was thinking about the yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and with that Hercules reference, good night, everybody.